This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jo North. Hello, how are you doing? Isn't it a lovely day? It's really lovely, spring-like and sunny where I am. And it's a great day to be talking about ideas and how to get ideas flowing in your online meetings. I've got some of my favourite idea generation activities that you can use in your remote team meetings, your online workshops and so on. And I'm sure that there are a couple in here at least that you've either not tried or probably not even heard of. So we've got a great show, lots of tips, take some notes, listen in, remember some of these because you can use these to really give some energy to your sessions and get people problem solving and generating ideas together. So my favourites that we are going to cover are 30 circles. Have you used 30 circles? Do you like it? How do you find it? Let me know. Random stimulus. It's one of my all time favourites and there are so many variations on random stimulus. So I'll share a few of those with you. Exaggeration. I'll explain more as we go forward. Scamper, which is a classic and always excellent, always gets people thinking differently. Exaptation. Have you heard of exaptation? E-X-A-P-T-A-T-I-O-N. Exaptation. We're going to talk about that as well. And being inspired by greatness and I'm sure some more things besides. I'm just finding that it's really good to get people thinking differently, disrupting their day-to-day thoughts and the way of thinking and get them thinking differently. You know, Einstein said something like, you know, we can't solve a problem by using the same thinking we use to create it. So this is really getting that positive, disruptive thinking and innovation going using these techniques. You can do them all online. And if you are back to doing hybrid workshops, you can adapt them to suit. So let's get started, shall we? 30 circles. This is one from IDEO. You can actually use this as an icebreaker. You can also use it as a great idea generation technique. And what you do is you either ask delegates to take a blank sheet of paper and hand draw really quickly 30 circles. They don't have to be perfect circles. Or you can provide them with a template that they can use in something like a Miro board, a virtual whiteboard like Mural and others or you can send them a template or ask them to print one out and use that. So different ways of doing it. And all you do is you ask them to get as many ideas as possible for the challenge at hand by filling in the circles. Every circle has got to be turned into an idea. So what it does, firstly, it provides some constraints and we know that constraints are great for creativity because they make us think differently. And it also makes people stretch their thinking a little bit because to get to 30 ideas is quite a challenge. It's easy to get the first few. It's okay to get the next few and then they really have to get creative to think of some more. People can do this individually or if you're using a virtual whiteboard or you're in the same location, people can collaborate 
and work together on creating each of the 30 circles in breakout groups or, or what have you. As long as obviously you're, you're still maintaining social distancing, but you can do that virtually for sure. So that is really easy and really effective. As I say, you can use it either as an icebreaker to get people warmed up because we do need to warm up our creative minds or you can use it straight on as an idea generation activity. As an example, you could say, okay, what are 30 different ways we could be creative or improve our employee communication strategy? Or you could use it for 30 different ways that you could redesign a product or do something different with a product or service. So ask real challenges and get people thinking differently. Simple, straightforward, and super effective. The next one, which I said is one of my all-time favorites because I use it in so many different variations, is random stimulus. Again, what you do is you use this in the context of a real challenge. And the technique is called random because you take something random and stimulus because you use that random thing as a stimulus. And that random stimulus could be an object, it could be a word, a phrase, a song, piece of music, and I've used all of those. And what you do is you ask people to watch something, use an object, look at a word, and just simply write down all the things that come to mind. Nothing to do with asking them about the challenge yet, that comes later. So all the words that come to mind, all the thoughts that come to mind. So let's say I'm gonna be quite random here. I've got a red pen. So my random object is a red pen and I'd think about some words that describe this red pen. So obviously it's red, it's functional, it's ergonomic because it feels quite comfortable. Comfortable is another word. And you come up with words, interesting words that describe the object or the item in question. And then what you do is you ask them to force fit each of those words into potential solutions for the challenge, the problem, the opportunity that you're working on. So let's say I wanted to come up with a marketing campaign for business growth. I would go, okay, red. So that means that the campaign needs to stand out. What images could I use? It needs to be ergonomic. So how can I really get that in front of people in a way that's comfortable for them? Maybe I need to do something different, like a series of podcasts where I'm in people's ears, for instance, or where I can just put it straight in front of them, make it really easy to read. These are just like off the cuff examples, but hopefully you get where I'm coming from. Take something random, come up with a set of thoughts associated with that random item, and then force fit all of those words, thoughts and phrases into potential solutions for the challenge at hand. I've done it really quickly there. It actually sounds very odd and it sounds like it wouldn't work, but it actually does work. It's very, very surprising. In fact, I did a session with a group of entrepreneurs on quite a prestigious entrepreneurship program for high-flying business owners and leaders that had really high growth potential for their businesses. And we did this activity and one of the delegates took a bulldog clip for their random item. And it went from a bulldog clip to him actually having the idea to manufacture here in the UK, set up his own manufacturing facility instead of importing items from China, therefore reducing a lot of cost and, and actually supporting some British manufacturing as well. I won't explain here and now how he went from a bulldog clip to manufacturing his own material here in the UK, but if you are interested, then let me know and I'll tell you more. But this stuff does work for real and it saved him literally millions and also he's generated millions 
he had to put in a lot of work. It didn't all come from the bulldog clip, but the original idea did. Every idea starts somewhere. Now, exaggeration, this is such a super easy and super effective idea generation activity. All we do is we stretch our thinking and ask ourselves, okay, what if we had to do this activity, but we couldn't spend anything? We had to spend nothing. How would we do it if we really had to do it? You could say, we want to grow, but how would we double our turnover and be really stretchy? How do we times it by 10? How do we 10x it? You could say, how do we do this activity and halve the money that we spend on it? What would we do if we spent a million? What about if we had no time and we had to do it now? What about if we had all the time in the world? So you're really stretching all the different constraints and opportunities around doing your challenge and you're seeing where it takes you because actually it's really surprising. Some of those things might be doable whether or not you had a million pounds to spend. Um, for real. And again, I've used this in all sorts of businesses. I was actually in a business down in Southampton uh, with an operational team. They were looking, what if they had a million to spend? What would they do as CEO to improve something that went on in that business? And they came up with so many ideas. And actually some of those ideas, when they thought about it and we worked on it, They didn't need that much money at all, but they didn't have the idea before they'd had the freedom to think about what they would do. So these things work in different ways. Give them a go. And that one's really, really straightforward and so simple and effective. The next idea generation activity is Scamper, which is a classic. It was first introduced by Bob Ebel to look at how we can use targeted questions to solve problems and come up with innovations. And it's an acronym, so SCAMPER stands for seven thinking activities, which are S, substitute, things like components, materials, people, and so on. The C stands for combine, so A is for adapt, M is for magnify or modify, whichever you prefer, or both. P stands for put to other uses. There is a little bit of overlap there, isn't there, with the P and the modify, so I quite like to use the M for magnify. E stands for eliminate, and R either stands for rearrange or reverse. And essentially, the activity works by asking delegates to take a challenge or take a product, a service, an activity, and use the acronym SCAMPER to think about different ways of doing things. An example, there is a company that was aiming to find a product to stop a cat scratching sofas and scratching materials that are in the household, so furniture and so on. So how could you use Scamper to come up with a product that would stop the cat from doing those things? So just as an example, substitute, you could substitute the cat and like, you know, buy, another, buy a goldfish that doesn't scratch any furniture, not particularly helpful for the owner, but never mind. Could you substitute different materials that even if the cat scratches them, that they don't get damaged? An example of combine is combine the furniture with some covers and some other things. Could you adapt the furniture so that everything's too high or too awkward for the cat to scratch? Could you eliminate the furniture and manage without it entirely? You know, so there are all sorts of different ways you can look at this problem of the cat scratching the furniture and is a product needed or not, or are there some other ways around it? So of course, when you're doing these idea generation activities in your sessions, 
then not every idea is going to be viable. Not every idea is going to be a good one. But remember all the things that I've said all the way through these lives is that premature evaluation kills creativity. We use a different part of our brain to have ideas from the part of the brain and the way we think to evaluate and critique those ideas. So let the ideas run free. Don't get in the way of them. And then when you've got a lot of ideas, then evaluate those ideas, decide which ones have potential and which ones don't, but just get them all out there. And a rubbish idea can lead to a really good idea further down the line. So getting it out there, getting ideas out, means that we can then free up our thinking to move on and think about other things. And also we might say something that sparks another idea in somebody else. So it really is worth vocalising these things, even if in the long run they're not necessarily ideas that will be used because they can help you get to a place where you can use those ideas. Okay, let me know. Have you tried Scamper before? It's a really cool one. And if you need any templates or anything, go to bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources and you'll see some resources there that you can access for free to help you with all of this. Now, I promised you an explanation of acceptation, which isn't that easy to say, but acceptation comes from biology and it's a fairly recent word. It's one of those words that has been sort of created in probably the 1980s. What it means is the process by which features acquire functions for which they were not originally adapted or selected. This means that sometimes something can be created for one purpose and we can find that it's useful for another purpose. For example, there are some pharmaceutical prescription drugs which were designed to treat one thing, one complaint, but also they treat something else, something completely different from what the drug was intended to treat in the first place. So an example of that, a real example of that is fluoxetine, which was created as an antidepressant, but it also has been found to help with irritable bowel syndrome and stomach complaints. So there is probably a physical connection between the two, but at the same time, they are very different things. It's just really interesting how you create one thing and it, it can solve more problems than you originally thought, which I think is fascinating. Another one is to be inspired by greatness. So we're about there now. We're nearly there with all our idea generation activities for your remote team meetings, for your online workshops, when you're facilitating. This is how I run this particular activity most times. I will ask delegates to either select a number at random from one to six without showing them any information or any charts or slides or anything. Just randomly select a number from one to six. Sometimes I also roll a dice online. If I'm facilitating online, you can get a random dice generator just for free. Just Google it. Loads of options come up. So roll a dice and see what randomly comes up. Now for each number, there is a person or an organisation who is great at something, at something that they do. They might not be perfect or round, but they have a significant strength or area of greatness. Some of the examples are Lady Gaga, Apple, Amazon, Michelle Obama, Walt Disney, NASA. I'm sure you can think of many, many more. And essentially how this activity works is each of those great people or organisations has a number attached to it from one to six. And depending on the number selected, 
they approach their problem from how that person or organization would approach their problem. So let's say we're looking at how we could streamline a process or a system or really level up a marketing campaign for our organization or transform the customer service experience. And we've randomly rolled a three and a three is for Amazon. The question we would then ask ourselves is, okay, so how would Amazon tackle this? If Amazon came in and had to sort this out, what would Amazon do about it? What solutions would they put in place? We work through that, get as many ideas from that as possible. And then when all the ideas are out, we go and select the ones that we think might work for us. And again, not everything is going to be relevant and that's okay. Just get all those ideas out there. And it is surprising how many things are actually useful. You've just got to try these things and give them a go. That's it from me. As always, you can find more useful resources all for free at www.bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. Go and fill your boots. I'm here every week on a Thursday, same time, same place. Every Friday, the podcast comes out. Please hit the like button. Please subscribe if you've enjoyed this and you want to hear more tips, useful stuff all around innovation, facilitation and business growth. See you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.